About 90% of the potato crop is out of the ground in Wisconsin, and it's looking good. And that's actually the verdict coming from several regions across the U.S. But those big spuds and high yields mean that storage is going to be tight. So the challenge is on for the industry to make sure that there's demand for those potatoes. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, and this is the synopsis I picked up from Mike Carter. Mike is the CEO of Bushman's Inc. based in Rochelle, Wisconsin. He's also the chairman of Potatoes USA, which is the marketing arm for U.S. grown potatoes. He was recently on the East Coast visiting with growers and tells me how the harvest is wrapping up on that side of the country. We visited with growers in upstate New York and then uh, growers in Pennsylvania. So that was pretty cool to see how how other areas harvest and uh, store potatoes. You know, it's it's funny. Everybody's doing the same thing, but everybody does it just a little bit different. And so it's always interesting to to see the different processes that people use. And then it's also pretty cool to be able to sit down and break bread and hear what other people are are dealing with and what their concerns are and how the Potatoes USA can better serve them. Wisconsin is the largest producer east of the Mississippi River. So, so how much growing actually happens over further east? Well, a fair amount, um, and and I don't know exactly where everybody ranks. I guess on the East Coast, um, but I can tell you that it's it's different in that the fields are way smaller than what we're used to here in Central Wisconsin. Uh, the fields out there are kind of it's kind of contour farming and strip farming because it's very hilly out there, and so you're you're looking at these fields and you're watching them harvest. They're harvesting these little thirty acre fields, and it only takes a couple of passes to harvest them, and then they move on to the next one. And so, so their challenge is is just dealing with moving equipment around a lot. Uh, but then again, they deal with the same things we do: weather, trying to get them all the potatoes in once they reach maturity and and uh, before it freezes. So they're those sort of things are the same. They just, man, it's just those fields are just so small. It's just they have to be super patient enough to get everything harvested and in, in the storages. It almost sounds more tedious. And do they have to justify like the cost of of moving equipment from field to field since they can't just do it all in one go? Absolutely. No, I, I, I mean they definitely lose efficiencies compared to uh, what we do here in Wisconsin and what uh, some of the growers do out west. Their advantage, though, is freight. So they're so close to population bases that um, they're, they're, the amount that it costs them to get their product to market is so much lower that they can put a little bit more into the, to the lower efficiencies and the smaller fields and that sort of thing. What are we seeing in different regions of the U.S. when it comes to the quantity coming off the field and the quality of those potatoes now that we're beginning to wrap up the harvest season? Yeah, so my counterparts out west are telling me um, that they feel like, or it it looks to them like the volumes, the yields are going to be at average, if not slightly above average, and they're looking at high quality this year. There weren't any uh, major rain events uh, throughout the the country. You know, we haven't seen freezes that would would create some problems in storage. Um, You know, here in Wisconsin, we would say the same thing. Uh, I think truly, if you dig into it, I think we're looking at pretty... I think across the country, we're looking at above average yields uh, and, and good good quality. Here in Wisconsin, the other piece of that puzzle is is we're looking at uh, the size profile of our crop is looking large. Uh, so we're going to have some nice, large potatoes that you can put in cartons. And uh, traditionally, those those are that's where you can get a premium, and and uh, you know those those are the the high value potatoes. So. 
So there's some some reasons to be optimistic. I mean, we're we're seeing the same thing kind of all over the country. Colorado, out east, uh, everybody's everybody's pretty happy with the crop, and nobody's had a, any kind of weather disaster. And so we're looking at, I think, uh, an abundance of product coming up for the for the upcoming marketing season. So big spuds and a lot of them. Does that does Wisconsin or in, you know anywhere everywhere? Do we have enough storage capacity for this yield? Everybody's getting creative. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any empty storages when we get, when it's all said and done. Um, you know, one one of the strategies that that's being used is some of the the potatoes that we dug early. Uh, we put them in storage. They went through the sweat, and then uh, we can we can run them out of the storage and then refill the bins. Uh, and that's just a function of the the fact that the weather's cooperating to the point where we're not seeing any hard freezes or frosts in, in sight. So we're we're able to do some creative things like that. To deal with those challenges, we've also been able to run a fair amount off the field uh, for the same reason, just because the way the weather has turned out, we're, we're able to just keep them in the field and, and run them as we need them. So, yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a good-sized crop. Now, of course, you know, on the marketing on the challenge and the concern would be is how does that affect price? And so we know in agriculture when you have an abundance, it can, it can have some downward pressure on, on price points. But we feel like the demand is high enough where we should be able to to hold those prices and and uh, make sure that we maintain a decent return as the year goes on. That's kind of your job, isn't it, Mike, with Potatoes USA to make sure that there's a growing market out there for this nice supply, this bumper crop. That is a hundred percent correct. That that is, I mean, our our mission is to uh, to increase demand and and to. Uh, protect the image of the potato. Um, if if uh, people are out there saying things that that aren't true about the nutritional value of the potato, it's it's our job to protect that reputation and, and make sure that things are factual. Um, one of the things I was I was able to uh, go to this past summer, I was able to go to, to the Potatoes USA trade meeting, which was held over in Vietnam. And one of the things that we heard time and time and time again from our trade reps over over there from all over the world was that there's a high demand for potatoes all over the world uh, and a super high demand for dehydrated potatoes. And so, I mean, yeah, we have a, a good-sized crop, and yeah, the yields are, are large, but we know worldwide that demand is enormous, and so it's our job to figure out how to, how to get them into the appropriate marketplaces. We talk about chipping potatoes, seed potatoes, potatoes that go into <laughs> processing, but never dehydrated. Is that... Is that not a large market share of what we're producing already? So there are dehydrators here in Wisconsin um, for different um, different markets, um, and, and typically those would be uh, there. Were, that product is made out of product that that maybe doesn't look good to a consumer. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it, but it just doesn't have that that good look to it that the, the consumer likes. And so we're able to make something decent out of it and profitable out of it. So it is a growing market. It's an ideal product. For export, because potatoes are, you know, any you know, say just for round numbers, seventy-five to eighty percent water. So shipping fresh potatoes, there are challenges. You're shipping a lot of water, and so if you can dehydrate them and then ship them, first of all, they're shelf stable at that point. Number two, you're not shipping all that water, so it's just way more efficient. So that sort of a product is tailor made for for export, and so there are some large dehydrators out west that I know are trying to fill that demand as well. What does a dehydrated potato look like? Well, there are a number of different products. Um, there's, a, there's a plant in Wisconsin that uh, 
primarily goes to pet food, and those are, are dices, little diced square cubes of, of potato. Uh, those go into pet food. There are other dehydrators that make a flake, which would be, think about the dehydrated potatoes you'd buy at the store. Uh, you open them up, they're kind of flaky. And that product has gotten way better than it used to be. 20 years ago, everybody had in their mind it was school lunch dehydrated potatoes, and they, were, they weren't all that great. And um, There have been a lot of upgrades and, and scientific developments to maintain the cell structure. So when you reconstitute them, they're just way better. And so the flakes, and then um, there's also kind of a granular, like little beads almost. Um, so it just all depends on, on the process. There are a few different ways you can process potatoes to make dehydrated product. Obviously, there will be also uh, potatoes will be processed into French fries and other frozen products that will be exported. There will be some fresh exported, but it you know as you as you look at the crop that we have and you look at the demand out there. So how do you, how do you line those two things up um, so that we can get the potatoes to where they need to be and they can continue to to be profitable because we have the the, the demand supply and demand in, in check and at, at where they need to be in order to be profitable. I know the, your farm's also been undergoing its potato harvest. Potato. What's the ideal weather now that when you are putting those potatoes in storage? Well, uh, too warm. Um, that doesn't look like it'll be a problem moving forward. Too cold can be an issue. Uh, if you have a hard, hard freeze, if you get you know below 27, 28 degrees for a few hours, you can start freezing potatoes and then they won't store at all. They'll, they'll, they'll break down. Uh, but then also the, the too wet is, is an issue too. So earlier in the harvest season, you, you watch for too warm. Late in the storage season, you, you, you watch for too cold and, and uh, you try to hit that happy medium. You, don't, you can't put them in the storage too hot. They'll break down. You can't let them freeze. They'll break down. And so it's just finding that, that range um, so that you, you, you have a good product to put in the storage so it'll keep. Are you guys about done with harvest or where, how are yeah, you doing? Yeah. By and large, we're finished. I mean, there's some there's some small chunks out there that we can run off the field that we're just kind of holding on to, uh, but it's one of those things where if, if uh, there's a forecasted freeze, we can have those out in a, a day or two. So we're 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 in pretty good shape. Our storages are are full, full, full. So that's that's the other challenge. On the Potatoes USA side of things, what's left on your agenda before you hand over the gavel? My mission right now, um, in this particular year, is to make sure that that we open up as many markets as we can, knowing that we have a large crop, and then to aggressively protect the reputation of the potato as we finish up the year. And as people continue to print articles that have misinformation on nutrition of the potatoes, it's important to me and I think to the, to the rest of Potatoes USA that we use science and we use studies to make sure that people understand exactly what the nutritional facts are about potatoes. And then the other thing I would say is, is we, we've been working really hard to get our European counterparts on board with this strategy, and they have been receptive to being a part to help us with this aggressive stance on making sure that the, the truth is told about potato nutrition. Some of the nutrition facts that Potatoes USA wants people to know are that the vegetable has more potassium than bananas, is chocked full of vitamin C and vitamin B6, and is energy packed to keep you fueled up for the day. Mike Carter along with us, he serves as chair of Potatoes USA and is the CEO of Bushman's Inc. out of Rochelle, Wisconsin. He's certainly pleased with the yields and size of this year's potato crop, but now it's game on to make sure demand is there to meet that supply and keep prices stable. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.